The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Good morning. Everybody, get inside, get inside. All right, good morning, everybody. It is a new day, new week, Tuesday, May 16, smack dab in the middle of the month of May. T Row in the morning show time here on the ref, the home of Sooner fans. As we bring it local now and blast it across the state of Oklahoma and beyond, we are brought to you every day by Riverwind. A1 and McGriddle, a.k.a. Breakfast Smoothie, with you on this second day of your work week. I am back, baby, from the great Pacific Northwest, back in the great state of Oklahoma. And uh, rested? And raring to go on uh, the ref here on a Tuesday morning. Oh, man, I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you had a great Monday. Big thanks to Chris Plank for filling in yesterday morning. I trust everything went well. We'll find out here in a bit. Drake will be honest with us, so... uh, Anyway, back, mission accomplished for me. Went out to Seattle and won three baseball games. You're welcome. And now it's the final week of the baseball season. We got NCAA softball regionals getting underway this weekend. We got the uh, Western Conference Finals starting tonight, Eastern Conference Finals tomorrow. Uh, We got the NBA Draft Lottery tonight so it's an exciting week an exciting time in the world of sports and we're here to talk about all that and much more oh the uh ncaa men's golf regional underway at jimmy austin golf club as well and some other things and let's start by welcoming in my second best friend in the entire world drake to the drake dyken on the other side of the glass a good morning draker good morning everybody good morning draker a good morning Morning, everybody. Oh man! Hi, Drake. So, how was uh, beautiful Spokane? I'm doing great. How are you today? Jeez, golly! That's basically the same thing. Oh. Me asking. Yeah, no, that's fine. You're right. Yeah. That's good. Um, Spokane, which I believe we have settled on the pronunciation. Yes, yes. Um, not Spokane. I did say Spokane once on accident on the broadcast this weekend, and yeah, I, immediately... I apologize for that. I I hold myself responsible. Dadgum, you drink. That's talking. right. Um, Spokane is a beautiful city. I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
Um, I hope to go back someday. I I got a bunch of walking in this weekend, Drake. Bunch of walking in. I just I took saw. out, and we got confirmation it was a marmot. It was a marmot. Yep there are there. I found a sign posted because I saw another one of those guys, and, and there was a sign there that said, "Please do not feed the marmots." <laughs> so I didn't. Uh, but yeah, I got out, hoofed it a couple of days, put some miles on the old treads. And uh, what a city. What a great American city, kind of tucked away up there in eastern Washington. Beautiful. And um, got three wins, too. So all in all, Drake, a very successful road trip to the state of Washington last weekend. Ended up at Frank's Diner. Looks like he got a good breakfast there. I went a couple of places that were suggested. Um, One was Frank's Diner. The boss sent me that suggestion. He had been up there before. He's not the only one that sent you that suggestion, but it's okay. Did you send it to me, too? Mm-hmm. Well, how would you know? Somebody asked me, said, I'm sure Drake has recommendations. I said, I, I don't, because I've never been there, but based on... Oh, you just Yelp Googled it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't count. I can Google, Drake. I'm capable of Googling where's a good place to eat. Well, it, You get big, no credit big, for that. Big stretch. It had like 212 reviews, and it was like four and three-quarter stars. So. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, it was legit. It's uh, Which it's is very old... high for Google reviews. Out of five. Yeah. It's an old rail car. Uh just sits on a corner there but of a street downtown on an old uh, Pacific Railroad presidential car. And um, so it's really narrow and not a lot of seats in there. I just found a, a spot at the bar there and uh, met some people, some strangers, and we had breakfast together. It's just me. And it was delicious. Delicious. And then I went to another place that my friend Chris Mykoski suggested, broadcasting buddy, uh, called the Satellite Diner. I went there on Mother's Day morning. Yeah, you had talked about that Friday morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, met, I, I found it, and uh, that was where I had uh, Mother's Day breakfast. And, uh, again, fantastic. A little bigger. It was like a legit restaurant, but really, really good. Trying to think. Oh, I did. Uh, one day I was out and about, and I found this, uh, like, taco stand, which I don't know that Spokane, Washington, is known for their tacos, but I was craving a little something smaller, so I got a couple of street tacos from this taco stand that I found that was really cute. Uh, and that's about it. Uh, one day I ate at the hotel, so I didn't. I don't think I went anywhere else food-wise than those two. But, yeah, I ran into some good grub. And took a bunch of pictures, got some walking in, won some baseball games. A good time was had by all. We lost some unis. Had some unis stolen. so give us a little bit more information on that. Because all we were going off of was Gaines's Mm -hmm. posts on social media. What was that, Saturday, uh, Sunday? Yeah, after the Sunday win, he posted... That uh, only thing we lost in Spokane was a set of uniforms. Um, could be my fault. Um, oh, oh no! 
<laughs> I did the show in the team room on Friday morning. Yeah. And uh, I, I, at, you know, during a commercial break, I posted a video of the different uniform sets that are in there. Just kind of something to for people if they didn't know. I don't know, some behind-the-scenes thing. Probably not related at all. But at some point this weekend, somebody went into the team room in the middle of the night, assumedly, and just Helped took themselves. off with a set of uniforms. It's a weird thing to steal. Yeah. Um, Especially in Spokane, Washington, mm-hmm. to steal University of Oklahoma baseball jerseys. Well, there were several other things in there. Well, yeah, they saw a projector, too, I saw, right? Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I, didn't know I think about the, a, projector. a projector was something, one of the things that was sold as well. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, presumably things more, more than that, and that seems to me would be a hard thing to move mm-hmm. if you were trying to, like, sell it for profit. But anyway, well, maybe, I don't know. What, what do I know? Anyway, they yacked a set of uniforms. I think it happened last year, too, somewhere. Uh, is what I heard. Plank was saying that he's kind of surprised it doesn't happen more often. Well, I could understand it a little more with the OU softball team. Like, they're rock stars, you know. Um, He just means in general with the way a lot of those conference rooms are set up. Like, there's not really any safeguards, like, as far as the doors being locked whenever nobody's in there or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it is locked in the middle of the night. And, uh, but there are times, I mean, it is a hotel. Uh, there are times, I suppose, where people could come in and out. It's, anyway, they have plenty of uniforms. They'll be fine. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of the only thing that didn't go well while we were up there, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, was it, it allowed like them to the... wear their undefeated uniforms mm-hmm. again on Sunday. So maybe, uh, maybe it was a good thing. Yeah. Plank like was going into the fact that if it were a smaller school all the way, uh, how, how many miles away was it? I mean, it was halfway across the country, 1700, 1700 like miles away from your university. Like if you were a small school, that's probably the only set of uniforms you have right. in your host right. at that point. So, yeah. Right, like if it was Southern Nazarene, they probably got one home uni and one road uni. You know, so probably then you're, yeah, you're out of luck. But we travel with three, you know, the one for every game, so they don't necessarily have to do laundry. But so they did this time. Does it work the same? So you know the rule in uh, Major League Baseball for home teams, right, that the starting pitcher is who gets to select the – Uniform combination? Yep. Is it the same way in college, or is it... Yeah, a lot of times. I mean, it's not a rule. It's just kind of... uh, A lot of times, yeah, that's what they'll... uh, I haven't asked if that's what they're doing this year or not. Um, It doesn't seem that anybody has... That I've heard has an overwhelming preference, necessarily. Uh, But, yeah, what the starting pitcher that night wants, the starting pitcher that night gets. I mean, there's exceptions, obviously. Like, a lot of teams, I say a lot of teams, a handful of teams in Major League Baseball have Sunday-specific uniforms that they'll wear at Uh home. Right. But we tend to like the pinstripes for game ones of series. Mm -hmm. They did not do that this weekend because, uh, well, I think it was just, because 
game ones have they've been terrible. I mean, they had lost seven of their last eight series openers going into Gonzaga, so I think they were just trying to shake it up a bit. Plus, they were undefeated in the sleeveless grays, and you know how it goes with baseball players and superstitions and everything. So my impression was that's why they mixed it up this weekend. But um, anywho, anywho, they got lots of unis. They got, uh, I don't know, let's see, uh, sleeveless gray and white, pinstripe gray and white, crimson OU, um, oh gosh, straight plain gray. I would say that's six. I would say they got eight or nine uniforms. It's a lot. So it is a lot. Thank you very much, Nike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but they've, they've won less than they had before. They are, this is a good time for them to get stolen if they're going to get stolen because, uh, they are due for new unis next year. Um, so I guess these were about to be retired anyway. I I don't think I don't want to get everybody excited. I don't think they're going to be. There may be a couple of different sets, but not. I mean, there'll be a lot it's of. It's not going to be anything sets. that's like radically different next year. Uh, probably not. Although I would think there would be an anthracite, perhaps. Yeah. They have not. They're the program so far that I have not seen, or I I know they have not worn it. The anthracite. The uh, what do we what do we call them? Uh, the unity uniforms. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to guess right. baseball gets a set of unity yep. uniforms next year, but I think a lot of the other ones will be the same as what they have now. They're just new. I don't know. Maybe a couple of new sets. Maybe a couple of new looks. I don't know. We shall see. I guess. But anyway, I'm back, Drake. How did it go yesterday with with Chris? Oh, so great. So the funny thing is, is that I bet he, our ratings were off the charts. Oh, it, uh, we had texts from all over the nine one eight. Everybody was checking in. Everybody was chiming in on softball, baseball. Um, lots of uh, Plank and I didn't even uh, realize that the uniforms had been stolen until yesterday morning when mm-hmm. people started texting in, and. But there were a few people that were giving Plank a hard time, like, oh, is, is Chris Plank really going to do the first six hours of the day here on uh, right. The Ref? Because, Can you I mean, imagine? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, there, most of those people, you know Plank, he instantly wants to go ahead and react to them and, like, uh, is on the edge block of em? blocking them. <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> a, a couple of them I actually clicked on because they show you kind of, like, the preview, almost like you would see on your phone to where it only shows you, like, the first – like 10 words on a text message to you uh-huh. and I click on it and it's uh, almost all these people that are acting like they're upset about Plank being on. They say, I'm just kidding. I actually love you, Plank. I'm all in on uh, this today and all this stuff. So yeah, it was they're just a, trying was, to get his goat as they would say. Absolutely. And you know, yeah. that guy, he, he could do a show by himself for about 18 hours. So he's a human rain delay. Uh, right. We always, um, you know, when we have a rain delay in football, occasionally, once or twice a year, in Jefferson City, as you know, Drake, they'll always say, hey, do you want to uh, kick it back for a while uh, to the station and then, you know, just come? Heck no. Do you know who's on our crew? <laughs> we got Chris Plank and Gabe Iker, two guys that can talk for days. We can kill a rain delay better than any football radio crew in America. 
Listen, he he might be doing a five-hour radio broadcast today, but that is about twelve hours less than what of radio than what he would normally do on any given day, ending in Y. So he's a machine. He is a machine. Well, thank you. I was uh, en route on Alaska Airlines yesterday uh, during the show. I've never flown Alaska Airlines How about before, that? Yeah. Alaskan Airlines is pretty big out of uh, Seattle, Tacoma. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It was nice. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. It was a nice plane. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, got home. After a long bus ride Sunday night to Seattle, we uh, uh, got home out of SeaTac. Barely. Barely. I was running through the airport uh, yesterday morning. All right, break time underway. we got a lot of ground to cover today. Most importantly, though, I want to hear from you folks. Missed you. 405-651-3439 on our Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Hit me up. Let me know what's on your mind on this Tuesday morning on the T-Row in the Morning Show. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by McIntyre Law. Serving clients in Oklahoma and nationwide. McIntyre Law is your solution for all of your personal injury attorney needs. Give them a call at 877-916-5250 or visit them at McIntyreLaw.com today. Welcome back, T-Row in the Morning Show. Drake Dyke and, and Toby Rowland here with you. A good morning, Drake. Good morning, T-Row. Is this your last morning to have to get up early? Yeah, for quite some time. I think until <laughs> next Congratulations. Month? Well, I, I, the, we actually have a text message on this, so there could be a possibility next week, I guess. So, hmm. depending on What's how things... What's the dealio? Well, we'll get to that. There's a text message question okay, about sorry. it. So we'll, I'll, we'll st- get to I'll that. just calm down. Calm down. Okay. One thing at a time, T. I I understand, yes. A1 and McRiddle with you this morning. This hour is brought to you by the great people at McIntyre Law. They are your personal injury attorneys and can meet any of your needs for any injury case that you might have out there, both in Oklahoma City, the state of Oklahoma, and nationwide. Noble McIntyre and the team at McIntyre Law will take care of you. Give them a call at 877-917-5250 or visit them at McIntyreLaw.com. Noble in studio Wednesday morning. Next Wednesday, or tomorrow This morning. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, tomorrow. That's wow. tomorrow. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, are you not going to give away golfers tomorrow? Thursday morning, giving Thursday. away golfers. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. okay. Got to make a slight adjustment. Okay, yes. there we go. Uh, Knippelbeyer Chevrolet text line, T-Row. A few things here on baseball. With the uniforms being stolen are, and our team sweeping the series, are we just to the point in the season where we just wear the same uniforms the rest of the way out? Um, well, we wore two different uniforms in Spokane. Sleeveless for games one and three, pinstripes for game two. The sleeveless grays unbeaten on the year, 5-0 and oh now. So I think... But we're not going to see those at home. But, no, I don't think we're at the point where we wear the same uniforms all the time. I don't think that's going to happen. But when, uh, let's say, they go to Arlington and they're the road team for a game, my guess is you'll see them in the sleeveless grays. I don't know what the – I don't have the records in front of me of, of the home jerseys to know. I know pinstripes have not been great, but I don't know what the other ones are. Next up, this is the story of the rally point for the 2023 season, the story of the stolen jerseys. Um, 
Yeah, except it happened about a month ago, really. I mean, not getting stolen, but the season turning around. I mean, the season kind of turned around in Austin, Texas. That's when they got hot. Oh, so yeah, most definitely. If they had been struggling and then just got a sweep this weekend and things kicked back in the right direction, I would totally buy into that. But, yeah, they've been hot for a while now. I mean, that is uh, – let me get my notes here. What is that? 10 out of 13. Yeah, they've won 10 of their last 13, 8 of their last 10 on the road. 5-2 and two on this seven-game road trip. I mean, they've they've been cooking pretty good here for about a month almost. Next up, Kid Amplemeyer text line. I honestly like the mix-up, not uh, missing people necessarily, but it'd be cool to have Plank on with Toby every once while Perry, TJ Perry, on with Steely. Just mix it all up, but only once a month on a mix-up Monday. I don't hate that idea. No. No. I don't hate that idea at all. No, it'd be fun. Uh, and... Let's see. Let me make sure here. Let me see. Uh, Josh Helmer. Yeah, I like him. Uh-huh. Parker Thune, yeah, I, I like Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tyler McComas would be the other co-host. Uh-huh. And uh, Tyler and I now get along swimmingly. So, yeah, I could do that. And last one here. Tiro, can you run down all the possibilities for this weekend as far as OU seating going into the Big 12 mm. next week? Well, I don't know if I can get all of the possibilities, but... They could get. I I think I thought they could get to two. But on the flight home, I was thinking through that. So if OU sweeps, OU right now is ten and eleven. Okay, tied for sixth with Tech. Oklahoma State's in second place at thirteen and eight. West uh, West Virginia is two games clear. West Virginia's magic number is one to win the conference. One West Virginia win or one Oklahoma State loss. And the Mountaineers win the conference. So, OSU's on 13 wins. OU's on 10. If the Sooners swept the Cowboys, they would they would both have the same record, 13 and 11, but OU would have the tiebreaker. So, that was my thinking there. However, TCU plays Kansas State this weekend. And somebody's got to win those games. So if TCU wins two out of three, they would also be on 13 and 11. K-State would also be on 13 and 11. And you'd have a big four-way tie there that I don't know who wins that tiebreaker. So I think it is mathematically possible for OU to get to the two, but I'm not 100% sure of that because I'm not sure how a tiebreaker would, a four-team tiebreaker would, would count or would unfurl itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, theoretically, perhaps they could finish as high as the two with the sweep. Probably not. They would need other things to happen. Like, Texas right now is on 12 wins. Uh, They get West Virginia and Austin this weekend. So, it's very unlikely OU could get to the two, three, or even four seed. The most likely scenario is five, six, or seven for them. Even with a good weekend. It's all tightly packed, but everybody else is not going to fall on their face because they're playing each other. So five, six, or seven are the most likely. They cannot fall to the eight. Kansas is locked in as the eight. Um, things and, to keep and in Baylor mind. Baylor is locked out of. Correct. Yeah. yeah, Baylor's done. They're out. 
Uh, things to keep in mind. OU has the tiebreaker over TCU and Texas. They do not have the tiebreaker over Texas Tech and Kansas State if they finish in ties with those teams. Oklahoma State, TBD, to be determined. So as far as the NCAA tournament goes, and we can get into this kind of a deeper dive later if you want, a whole bunch of metrics are very favorable for OU right now. The one thing that is perhaps most concerning is that conference record and standing. I don't think they want to finish in seventh and feel good about the bracket. And I, I'm not sure seven teams are getting in. I'd be pretty doubtful if seven teams are getting in. So I want to win enough games to finish ahead of somebody this weekend so they can be the five even the six sounds a lot better than seven um and i don't think you want to finish with a losing record in the conference that didn't look good it's not impossible to get in with a losing record but it just doesn't look good to a committee there will be some sec and acc teams that have losing records that get in I don't know if there's going to be a Big 12 team with a losing record that gets in. Maybe, but again, you're kind of, that's a negative. So at 10 and 11 right now, winning two out of three this weekend is very important for a bunch of reasons, and that's one of them. If you win two out of three, you finish 500 in the conference, and that's fine. And all of your other metrics are in a really, really good place. So two out of three against the Cowboys, and OU is sitting pretty. Now, could they go 0 and 2 in Arlington and still get in? Uh, I don't I wouldn't do it. I would I would suggest winning a game. But if you get 2 out of 3 in Bedlam, I think Oklahoma goes into Arlington very much on the right side of the bubble. You agree with that, Draker? Yes. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree with that. That OSU is a very well thought of team this year as uh-huh. far as most of the projections for the, high RPI. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, but also the point I was making about possibly next week having to cover a show, if mm-hmm. OU makes it into that four or five seed, ah, nine, nine a.m. game, nine o'clock yeah. game. So, you know what the hardest part of, of that whole situation, that whole theory I've just drawn out is please tell me. Beating OSU twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, that just rolled off my tongue uh-huh. as if it's no biggie. Uh-huh. It's a biggie. Uh, they're good. They uh, scored like 42 runs against K State last weekend. They're hot. And they don't like us very much, Drake. They tend to play well against the Sooners. So this is going to be a fun weekend, man. It is going to be a fun Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think we're going to have huge crowds, important baseball games. They're still mathematically alive for the Big 12 championship going into the weekend, so they're going to be guns a-blazing. It's going to be a, a fun three days of baseball at Mitchell Park, not to mention the series is at Mitchell Park for the first time in decades. I'll have to go back and look it up again, but I want to say like the 80s was the last time the entire conference Bedlam series was played in Norman. It's been a long, long time. 6.35, we'll be back. 
The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Toby and Drake back with you Tuesday morning here on The Ref. NCAA Golf Regional Day 2 coming up today at um, the Jimmy. OU in second place behind Texas Tech going into day two. We'll update you on those scores here coming up in a bit. Sounds like, Drake, we have more unrest in the world of conference realignment. Um, The ACC is, uh, they are having a shakeup. And it's our old buddy Michael Alford, by the way, that's at the head of the spear here. That was very cleverly said by me because he's at Florida State. Ah! Just wanted to make sure I underlined that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Give yourself um, points for that. Well, it's hard for people to be that sharp this early. Uh, oh. Straight to the point. Uh. Seven ACC schools have met with legal counsel to examine the league's grant of rights. And Florida State Athletic Director uh, Michael Alford, who back in February called for changes to the league's equal revenue sharing amid concerns that FSU's ability to hold weight financially with Big Ten and SEC schools in wake of their lucrative ideas or deals. So Florida State, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech are the seven schools that got together to examine the grant of rights. The ACC has a deal with ESPN that runs all the way through 2036. Drake, do you know how old you and I will be in 2036? That's a long time from now. That's a very long time from now. 13 years. The uh, SEC and Big Ten have signed deals in recent years that start with B, several of them. And so the ACC is just kind of wanting to make sure that they don't fall behind here. So we'll see where this goes. Could there be some splintering here? Could some – I mean, they're going to have to figure out a way to get out of the grant of rights. But – Oklahoma and Texas did it. It was painful and lengthy, but they did it. Kind of waited it out. But yeah, could we but see some you're, ACC you're teams waiting split it up off? for two years mm. rather than. <laughs> I feel like it was a long, a lot more than two years yeah, ago. That I, we got well, I mean, it, it was a you got out a year early, mm-hmm. and it was two full seasons you played in the Big Twelve after you made that public decision that yeah we're not we're not going to be here offered uh showed concerns that even ucf could have a better agreement than fsu after the big 12 negotiated an extension of its media rights so uh anyway we'll see where this goes very interesting i suppose it does bring up the possibility that the acc gets blown to bits and uh those teams disseminate into other conferences. Maybe it leads to the Big Four. Maybe, uh, you know, all the things we've been talking about for the last several years. But it is almost silly season. 
It is almost summertime, Drake, and that's when all this kind of stuff, you know, bubbles up and happens and teams change conferences and mm-hmm. all kinds of weird things. In happen. between all the collegiate sports, basically, all these athletic directors, uh, school presidents, they have time to actually sit back and <laughs> make decisions on these things and try to mm-hmm. uh, move pieces on a chessboard and all of that. I mean, the ACC, though, them falling apart, Whenever Florida State and Miami, or whenever Miami and Virginia Tech ended up in the ACC, everybody thought at the time, what was that? That was like 16, 17 years ago now. Everybody thought that, oh, well, the ACC is going to be like the new preeminent power in mm-hmm. college football now because Miami and Vatek, both of these schools are going into, well, like, don't if forget not, they got Notre Dame too. Well, yes, they did. That happened in what, a way four years ago, five years ago. So mm-hmm. this conference as a whole has just been so disappointing. If not for Clemson and the surprise that they've been the last decade, mm-hmm. like you're talking about a conference that would be well behind both the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve. Yeah, Miami. Florida State have fallen somewhat off the radar, certainly way back from where they used to be. And nobody else has really been a threat at all, really. Um, Still a good basketball conference, but even not as as good as they used to be. They used to be the preeminent basketball conference. Big 12's closed the gap considerably on that. Yeah, I would say they've passed uh, considerably the last few years, so. We'll see where that ends up going. And what was Chris's take on the softball regional draw? Uh, He liked it. He didn't see any team there as, like, a huge threat to Oklahoma. He looked at Cal, for instance, and said, you know, that is a team that did run rule UCLA earlier in the year. So they are a team that can be loud. But that's still that weekend. They lost two of three to UCLA, even though they got that one run rule. So... Uh, Mizzou, he said, you know, they played some of the SEC powers really well during the season, but that's still a team. Like, essentially, he said, you know, OU is the number one overall seed, and they kind of got the number one overall seed treatment as far as a regional goes. That these are teams that, yeah, they could beat most teams in the country if they play their best game on a given day, but, uh, they shouldn't be threats as far as keeping OU out mm-hmm. of the Super Regional by any means. And did he say anything about their potential Super Regional, like Clemson or Auburn? He he said Clemson or Auburn. Those are the two. He said that Clemson's one of the more talented teams out of the ACC. And, uh, you know, he's, they saw Auburn earlier this year, right? So, um, yeah. He said that Auburn, they have an ace pitcher that is one of the best in the country, but um, he thought one of those two schools just based it'll be it'll be dependent on what it is that Auburn can get out of their ace this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, was the controversy like I, was there any controversy about it? I saw some people surprised OSU was as high as they were. Uh, something about Bama. What was kind of was the general perception of the draw? Was there anything surprising about it? 
Uh, Texas for, was lower than people thought they'd be, maybe. Yeah, Texas was lower than people thought they would be. Um, I, a lot of people were speculating just to have the storyline that OU's super regional matchup might line up to be either Utah or Oregon because of former members of your staff or players that are oh, yeah. on those coaching staffs. I mean, Plank kind of said that he thought that uh, Texas got and Alabama got hosed quite a bit. He didn't really go into deep depth in terms of uh, why it is that those schools were mm-hmm. hosed a little bit. So I know that uh, it's a popular thing, like what you just said about uh, Utah and Oregon. It's a popular thing to say that committees try to set up storylines like that because it happens all the time in the NCAA basketball tournament. A former coach has to go against his team in the second round, all that kind of stuff. Joe swears, and he's been on every committee, basketball, baseball, football. He swears that he has never come up in a committee room to try to set up a matchup with good storylines. He said it's just sometimes it just randomly happens. It's bound to randomly happen once in a while that, because you draw up a bracket that something like that occurs, but nobody ever says, Hey, let's move this team here because having him play his old team would be a good storyline. He swears that has never happened. So, you know, I'm never in that committee room, but I tend to believe Joe. Um, But yeah, I could see where OU against Utah would have been fun for television. And maybe they'll see each other on down the line. We'll see. All right, so 5 o'clock Friday night. Am I right about that? Is that OU's opening game? Uh, 4 o'clock. Maybe I that think. was an Eastern time yeah, that, that I saw. Yeah, Eastern time, yeah. Okay, so 4 o'clock is what you're maintaining. OU plays on uh, Friday. you sticking with that? Uh, you, you yeah, going to the I'm, bank I'm with that? I'm pretty sure about that. We're going to broadcast we looking this? looking at possibly carrying the game up until baseball on Friday. So, yeah, that I'm pretty sure on that. Four o'clock, we are pretty sure if you're going to the game that it's going to be at four o'clock. I can probably confirm that for you here real quick. Hang on just a second, Drake. And then it's game one, right? OU plays game one, and the Cal-Missouri game is going to be after them. Um, with a late game that night, which is a little bit different, but maybe I can't confirm it. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, computer. Everybody's texting us right now what time the game is. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure it's 4 o'clock. 4 p.m. Central Time. There you go. Against Hofstra. 6.50. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. Final segment of Hour 1 on this Tuesday. T-Row and Drake here with you. On the home of Sooner fans, the ref. It's hour of the T Row of the Morning Show is brought to you by the great people at McIntyre Law. They're your personal injury attorneys, and they have more than 90 years of legal experience in their law firm to help you through your personal injury case as well. Give them a call at 877 917 uh, Virus Chevrolet text line. By the way, one thing that I realized, I, I was looking back at the regionals again this weekend for softball. Seven of the 15 other teams hosting this weekend. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, you softball beat earlier this year. UCLA, Florida State, Oklahoma State, LSU, Northwestern, UT, and Utah. Yeah, so Hollier uh, on Sunday, I, somebody had tweeted out, uh, maybe Prisbillo or somebody had tweeted out, OU's record against the other number one seeds. <laughs> it's like 15-0 and 0 or whatever yeah. it is. I don't know. And I said, you know what, Eric? Like, that's amazing. If you figured out what OU's record was against the two seeds, it would also be impressive. If you figured out what it was against the three seeds, it would also be impressive. Same with the four. If you figured out what it was against the teams that didn't make the field, it would be impressive. In fact, if you figured out what OU's record was this year against the teams they lost to, it would be impressive. There's not a scenario you can draw up where you factor it, you figure up the OU record when they're 51 and 1, Drake, yeah. where it's not going to be impressive. You know, we go through these things with baseball sometimes. What are they on Friday? What are they on when, the, when it's nighttime? What are they against left-handed pitchers? All that kind of stuff. It's completely futile to do that with OU softball because the record is they win a bunch and never lose in whatever scenario you draw up. What are they at night? What are they on Friday? What are they against the one seeds? What are they at home? What are they on the road? A whole bunch of wins and no losses. That's the answer to all of those questions, Drake. They're incredible. 51-1, and one, Drake. Have you watched them this year? You yeah. need to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. See them in person. I suggest starting now you pay attention because okay. they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be sure to do that. I'll be sure to do that. A uh, couple of texts or one quick text as we What's go. What's their the record against the teams west of the Mississippi? That's really good. What uh, about east yeah. of the Mississippi? It's really good. Yeah. Undefeated oh, yeah. against teams uh, east of the Mississippi. So uh, OSU lost 11 of their last 14 and got beat by a bad KU team. Texas got screwed. And then the. Another text here from Chris Rich says, uh, because Oklahoma State is six seed, Texas and Bama are eight and uh, 13 seed. Uh, no, Bama is a uh, fifth seed. He follows up and says they got a brutal regional in Texas because they're 13th and OSU six and Texas swept OSU, right? So what do we care? What do we care about what Texas uh, tough draw is, right? Horns down. Top of the hour. We'll be back. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on the home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.